world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Wait, we're live? I didn't alert the staff. We okay, are. we're live. <laughs> How you all doing? We're all doing well. All right, so I, I had an epiphany. Yeah. Uh, the new president was inaugurated, Joe Biden, and his one of his first executive orders is to allow uh, transgender and undecideds to play in girls' sports. Okay. So yeah. I am identifying as a 16-year-old teenage girl, and I'm joining the West Essex a weightlifting team. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm and gonna I'm, just go for the locker room challenge. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go because I'm gonna go knock down. All, I'm gonna beat all the records, <laughs> and I'm gonna end up getting into the Olympics. Yeah, you probably will too. I, I I'm yeah. going to. Sure. Well, the boxing I'm, champion that should be that should be interesting to watch. You know, it's great that you had the idea. Sign me up at gunfireradio.com because yeah. uh, we, we're starting to get beat up, I'm losing followers left and right on platforms. Um, I was attacked. I posted a, a quote about Martin Luther King, and I was attacked by some left-wing local newspaper saying, oh, look, a gun club what? using a peaceful protester to promote its own business. I posted a picture of MLK and a quote. <laughs> You mean MLK, the guy that they turned down for a gun permit because yeah. it would be too dangerous for him to yeah, have? Yeah, I mean, the ad didn't say, come to gun for hire, MLK shot here or anything. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean seriously. It's like the George Washington slept here signs all over New Jersey. Yeah, they're, they're, the left, is, they're, they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. They and sure. you don't want to know something? We're guilty of it, too. Now, I didn't of watch the inauguration, so. and I'm going to tell you a secret. I have never watched an inauguration. Me either, I know. For what? All right. So at the inauguration, they had this 21-year-old African-American girl, Amanda Gorman. Right. She's the youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history. Now, I'm going to be 60 in two weeks. I didn't know there was an inaugural poet. I had no idea. Either. Okay. Yeah. But what I found out was I read her story, and she's 22 years old with a severe speech impediment. Oh. And she writes poetry. She published a few books, and she was picked because Joe Biden struggled with a speech impediment all his life. Right, still, some might say, still does. Still yeah. does, yeah. yeah. But, but here's this girl that had the chutzpah to go up, you know, in D.C. Did and she read? read the, she she read, read her poem. Oh wow! Yeah, and she and, and so I, of course, I went to YouTube and I watched just that part of the inauguration. So I posted that on all of my platforms, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at you, cow tailing to the left. They hate us. Why should you be like them?" Oh, wait God. a minute. Wait a minute. It, this wasn't a, po a political statement here. Nobody's more pissed off than I am, ladies and gentlemen. This was giving credit in the face of adversity for anybody out there. Oh, I grew up poor so inner city. Poor inner city and public housing. My father was a truck driver. I own a gun range. I made it to the NRA board. 
okay? And I've done, I've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to the local community in my life, all right? And employ 70 people that I treat like family. So I understand what it's like to be in the face of adversity. I'm just giving this girl kudos. It has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with being human. Correct. Well, have correct. we lost that too? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we have. We've uh, lost it. I, I, no okay? wonder I'm going through what I'm going through. You know, <laughs> you, you know, and this is what I deal with all the time. Like, yeah. I'm, we're, we're busy. We're very busy. We, we have ammo. We're getting ammo in every day. We're beg borrowing and stealing from ammo. So we're busier than we've ever been. There's millions of new gun owners, and we're getting a lot of these gun owners are coming here to, to shoot, obviously, right? Yeah. So now, I guess other places are desperate because they're not drawing the people we have. They don't have classes sold out till April and everything. Other here, ranges, here, you mean? Yeah. So now uh, um, tons of customers are sending me screenshots and stuff. When you Google my name, the other ranges, they're paying for Google ads. On your name? On my name. <laughs> now, it's one thing you Google gun for hire and their ads pop up. Yeah. All right. Now, every time somebody clicks on the ad, they pay. You, you know what I mean? So that's one situation. And it's just wondering, like, why do you have to ride off of my back? Well, you, you, know. you know, you know what I mean? Like, why do you have to ride off my back and my name that I've done for 40 years? I've been in this game building myself up and my reputation. And you open a place, you know, within a stone's throw of me or a further east of me. And now you want you have you Google my name and it comes up. I don't even I don't run any ads or anything like that. I don't even go on competitors websites. I focus on myself. Well, that's uh, the key to success. I mean, the old adage, whatever you focus on tends to grow. Ah, so they're focusing on me, so I'm going to grow. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I'm honored that you're using Anthony Calandro in your paid searches <laughs> to drive people to your business. Everybody should go to their places and ask for me since they Googled me and it took them there. If you're listening to this, maybe you should drop in and ask for me. While we're at it, I'm going to ask for some help here, too. I can use some five-star reviews. Google and Yelp. Google and Yelp. Because we're going to get deplatformed eventually. Oh, yeah. So That's give coming. me some reviews, Google and Yelp, please. The next thing, I go to work out this morning in Final Round Fitness in Little Falls. Mm -hmm. And who's there working out? One of our Gun for Hire alumni, John S. I'm not going to say his last name because, you know, it's a tough situation. He's an architect, local. He's working out at Final Round because of the quarantine crawl. While we're talking... He tells me he goes to Sip and Swirl for ice cream because of the quarantine crawl. He goes to Breaker Billiards in Clifton because of the quarantine crawl. On and on and on. We're talking for 10 minutes, right? Talk about support for the quarantine crawl. So now my trainer friend George is with a mortgage company. The two of them hook up, switch cards, find out that Jean is the architect on the building that George's mortgage company is moving into. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're going to refer business back and forth to each other. That's great. This is this is what we have yeah, to do. This great. is what we're using this platform. It's like the old pubs. Yep. Okay. Right. Because we can't do anything online or, or anything. So every day I've been showcasing another business on the quarantine crawl. We're up to two hundred and eighty-two businesses now. That's fantastic. And every day across all the social media platforms, I've been going through them. If you go on Instagram, Gun for Hire. If you look at my feed on top, my story. 
Every day I'm showcasing small businesses that are in the quarantine crawl as well. And, you know, like Laszlo was here the other day. He, he, I ate at Blue 42. I ate here. I ate here. I ate at Marty's V-Burger, et cetera, et cetera. Marty, by the way, last week, Sandy, game over. Total game changer. You know all of these fast food restaurants are having fried chicken sandwich races? Yeah. Marty beat him. Really? Marty beat him. He brought me a vegan chicken sandwich. Hmm. I'm not going to say it was as good as his uh, Big Mac variation. Yeah. Because I really love that one with the special sauce and the vegan cheese and everything. Yeah. But his chicken sandwich, you could put it. I, I need to get it for my mother, and Tracy needs to try it. Uh, fried, crusted, outside, nice. uh, whatever the insides were you you would if you if you were not looking at what you're eating you would not know what you were eating wonderful okay i mean he's really really creative with his food oh my god yeah but with the drumsticks he has which are like chicken wings and you know his uh he has uh like cheese fries and what fake you know fake vegan chili on him he just he phenomenal job but the chicken sandwich holy moly you would not believe how good it is. So, bravo uh, to the people I love out there. You know, we all, uh, everybody's doing really, really well uh, and helping each other out. So, quarantinecrawl.com, please. You make a really good, strong point about that, that we really need to um, use the old-style way of communicating with each other and recommending each other through word of mouth and that type of thing and sticking together the way... The way they used to do back in the old days. I tell everybody, download, go on quarantinecrawl.com, and if you have a smartphone, you can, if you click like the bookmark button, you can choose to add it to your home screen. Now, when you add it to your home screen, what happens then is it, it looks like an app. And then when you first click it, it says quarantinecrawl.com would like to use your current location. You click yes. And right from there, you can just do a general search and get every business that's close to you. And it starts from closest further out. Or you could click dining, insurance, mortgages, uh, retail businesses, whatever. But dining, we have like 80 places, man. Wow. So before you give a dollar to anybody. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Click on that and then go in and mention Gun for Hire and mention the Quarantine Cruel. You know, all of these, these people hijacking my, my name, I don't see them fighting for our 2A rights. I don't see them taking the 16 weeks we were closed and developing something like this because I'm different than them because they're looking at me and looking at what, oh, look what Anthony just introduced a new class. Let's copy it, but call it something different. Oh, oh, Anthony's doing this. Let's copy it. And meanwhile, I, I haven't been on their websites in like forever, and I, I'm facing forward. And, you know, I want to keep it in the family and support those who support you, not leeches that are sucking off of my success not that they bother me because competition is good good for business gary made a great statement the other day gary's like i'm confident in anybody visiting gun for hire and then anybody visiting those other places they will oh, be absolutely. back absolutely. he's like what sure. worries me yeah. is if they visit those other places and then never visit gun for hire yeah because they'll never they'll, they'll they have they'll nothing to compare it to right exactly correct so yeah. you know come here first even if it's not in your geographical area and then go to those other places and then give me your input right i'd, I'd love to hear your input so Anyway, next newsflash. The NRA is not going out of business. 
okay? <laughs> the NRA is not going out of business. I was at a board meeting a few weeks ago. It was a super secret board meeting in an undisclosed location in a faraway place. In a faraway land. Yes. So of the media, NRA declares bankruptcy. True. The NRA declared bankruptcy. Here's the deal. The NRA announced it will reorganize the association as a Texas not-for-profit to abandon the corrupt political and regulatory environment in New York. This action will ensure our continued success as the nation's leading advocate for constitutional freedom. The NRA was incorporated in 1871 in New York State, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And then uh, they moved their, they were in D.C. for a while, and then they moved to uh, uh, Virginia, Waples uh, Mills Road in, in Fairfax, Virginia. And they've been there forever. But our charter was in New York. Now, we've been attacked by Cuomo and Letitia James. There's 400,000 NRA board members in Texas. It's the most members of any state. And because of the political climate and the support there, the NRA decided to move their not-for-profit filing there. We have money in the bank. Our bills are paid. Declaring this restructuring bankruptcy, All any vendors we owe money to are getting all their money. Okay. Now, the biggest question I receive from people, and this is valid, is my membership still good? Is my life membership still good? Yes, everybody's memberships are. It's just a continuation. Okay. It's just it's just changing basically a form that we're no longer incorporated in New York State. We're going to be incorporated in Dallas, Texas, and uh, everything will stay the same, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And matter of fact, our annual meeting, if COVID, if the vaccine and everything that's going on works, our annual meeting is September in uh, Houston, Texas. Nice. So we'll, we'll all be there meeting anyway. So NRA's day-to-day business is uninterrupted. There's This is just to get us out from under the boot of the Democrats and the anti-gunners in New York State. So, again, every media hot, hot headline says NRA uh, declare bankruptcy. And it's true, but everybody thinks we're done. Like we declare bankruptcy after the election because we supported Trump with so much money, blah, 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 blah. It couldn't be further from the truth. The NRA's got dough. I was, I've seen the finances. It's just uh, a reorganization thing. Okay. So I hope I everybody got the question. Now, you know, I've never been a hundred percent fan of Donald Trump, right? Right. So now I hope he slips off into obscurity and we never hear from him again because he really pissed me off. Uh, I'm done with him. With his pardons, you mean? With the Melgen pardon. Oh, that's okay. So, so for four years, Senator Bob Menendez, aka Pumpkinhead from New Jersey, (laughs) who I can't stand, right? He has been attacking Trump at every aspect. Trump wipes his ass the wrong way. Trump doesn't part his hair right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. So we all know. For you that don't know, there's an eye doctor. His name is Solomon Melgen. And this guy ripped us, the taxpayers, off. He's a piece of crap. $73 million that we know about. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay? Yeah. $73 million that we know about. And Solomon Melgen uh, was pardoned by Donald Trump. One of the largest Democratic uh, contributors. Yes. Yeah. Pardoned by Donald Trump because of some kind of political play. How could Trump pardon a Menendez al- uh, ally? How could he pardon him after four years of Menendez attacking him? You know why? Because side deals were cut. Yes. That's why. Okay. They're all scum. Okay. They're all scum. Hold on a second. Hold on, please. 
when, when we go to break, I got to make a phone call. So uh, he, <laughs> he's, he's killing me. Uh, so Melgin is scum and Menendez is scum. Now, people, for a little history lesson, it was Melgin's private jets that Menendez flew to the Dominican Republican to meet with the underage ladies. Yes, it was. Okay, so the swamp is the Lolita swamp. Lolita Express. Okay. Yes. Yeah, pretty similar. So listen to me. Trump fell from grace completely. I hung on for hope a little bit with him, but he didn't help with this. He didn't help with that. He didn't help with this. He didn't help with that. I am done with him. Okay, I'm done with him. So you want to? That guy's a scumbag. That guy should die in prison. Yeah. Okay. I, I and Menendez agree. should have been in prison, but instead, New Jersey reelected him. Yes, they reelected him. Yes, exactly right. All right. The swamp is the swamp, is the swamp. So, <laughs> uh, Pirelli is on the prowl. Yeah, Pirelli's been doing okay. some good stuff. Yeah, Leah Mishkin, who stood outside my parking lot for an hour the other day because <laughs> she want she wanted she she wanted to come in, and she wanted to uh, do a an interview with me, and I don't want to talk to her. I don't mm. want to talk to any press right now because it's blood in the water. They're just yeah. looking oh, for trouble. Sure, yeah, of course. So she wrote. <laughs> so she, that way. <laughs> correct. She wrote an article about we went from one hundred and two thousand pistol permits. In 19 to 442,000 pistol permits in 2020, uh, which there now is a big delay in background checks, of course, in New Jersey, not federally. And of course, this guy who's uh, gone at it with me a couple of times, Michael and and Tissis, he's uh, posted stuff, you know, all oh, the suicide rate, this is going to go up, and this is just a response because of Trump people knee and jerk, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, so Pirelli responds, and, you know, now you have to remember something. This guy, Michael is he's funded by the state of New Jersey. Yes. He's supposed to be objective. Yeah, yeah, And, right. and he is... <laughs> And he is supposed to be objective, and if he's, of course he's not, you know, um, so it's a pain in the ass. He's about as he, objective as anybody else on somebody else's payroll. It's correct. So uh, so it's a, it is a pain in the ass. So, so any, anyway, Pirelli wrote, how do you like your science, data or fear-based? He wrote, my interview here just aired on PBS. The 2020 New Jersey data shows no difference in gun suicides from 2019 at its lowest in 10 years. Essentially, no changes in 20 years. Yet Rutgers taxpayer-funded Gun Violence Research Center wants us to ignore the data and focus on obscure findings from national surveys. Meanwhile, gun homicides are up 30% in New Jersey in 2020, and all I hear is crickets. Yeah. Right. Okay, Pirelli has been—he's been dying to go head to head with this Michael Antisis. You know, yeah. he's been dying to go heads to head with him. Well, so. it's a difference between somebody who is is a true consummate professional like Pirelli is, who who bases everything on science, bases everything on data, bases everything on reality, and a partisan hack who has his job only because uh, of the anti-gun funding from the Bloomberg. Uh, uh, Bloomberg's of the world and the Bidens of the world who donate tons and tons of money uh, to get him to say what they want him to say. Correct, correct, correct. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, 
Uh, it's it's just it's just crazy. Uh, so Pirelli has really been coming on strong, which I love. Okay, it's about time he gets the the chance to answer to this guy because they they reached out to me and that guy Michael Antisis is he reached out to me and I read his book too, uh, just to see you know what what was going on. But I'll tell you what, um, <laughs> it's really pissing me off that they're just constantly attacking us. All right constantly attacking us and now the next thing is free speech okay the next thing they're doing now is we can't speak our mind anymore and uh, there was a great article uh by um horowitz and uh, daniel horowitz and he says for the first time in our lives free speech is about to be criminalized sandy yeah it's start it's has it has started for quite a while it's just i think people now are finally realizing it don't you think? Correct. Correct. So, uh, yeah, it's getting really bad. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he wrote, our First Amendment freedoms give us the right to think what we like and say what we please. And if we the people are to govern ourselves, we must have these rights, even if they're misused by a minority. That was James Madison. I posted that quote before I read this article. It's interesting. And he wrote, <clears throat> we never thought this day would arrive in America. Last year, we learned that we can shout COVID as an emergency and our life, liberty, and property disappear. They can shout racism and our inalienable right to self-defense disappears. The last thing we had was the freedom to criticize what was happening, even if there was nothing we can do about it. Now they can shout right-wing terrorism or right-wing conspiracy and say that freedom of speech no longer applies. Leftists in this country claim that their violence is speech and our speech is violence. That is, lock that up. Yeah. Okay, their violence is speech and our speech is violence. Right. Okay, that's why they glorified riots last year that burned down numerous cities, causing thousands of injuries. Last and year, billions this week. Of dollars. And well, Portland, yes. Port- he wrote this before Portland again. Well, but that's not going to stop. No, it's not going to stop. It's no. not, not going to stop. Okay, mm-hmm. so right now they're going after us. All right, where anything we say can and will be held against us without any due process. They'll be using this for red flags and everything, all right? And they're talking about going back and prosecuting business owners and, you know, people who speak up, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, it's nonstop. And, and you know, the people on the left that, that are that are happy about this, you need to wake up. Yeah. Because, like we said, it's going to come to you eventually as well. You really need to wake up. And, you know, there's a range down in uh, South Jersey, Sandy, not far from you. We shoot... I've You're never from, heard of it. It, no. used to, it used to be Brick Armory. Oh, okay, all right. And then it was Garden State. Oh, now it's We Shoot? Uh, uh, yeah, it's We, W-E-S-H-O-O-T. Okay. So the owners, I know all three of them, good guys, gun guys, they sent me a message. They're trying to get out there. We Shoot was started by three gun owners that wanted to make a difference in the gun culture by offering affordable and sometimes free basic safety and shooting training. Our goal has always been to keep families safe and avoid accidents. Things evolved, and we became a full-service training center where anyone can fill, fulfill any self-defense needs in a safe and family-friendly environment. They're nice guys. Our commitment to safety is reflected in our training programs, which include the most advanced and extensive firearms and self-defense training available. All right. Our goal is and will always be to keep families safe. Our policies align with current laws, our sacred constitution, beloved American values, and they actually make a difference and save lives. Today, we were notified by Thrive, T-H-R-Y-V, 
that we are not allowed to use their service for our class scheduling needs as long as we link to our Jeez. vendor's online shop on our website. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Our intention is to provide customers an easy and reliable platform to book our training services. We do not offer any physical products, firearms, or information on this platform. We would like to invite Thrive to rethink its policies and allow us to provide much-needed training that will keep families safe. We are sure that keeping children safe aligns with their policies. We will honor and respect their policies and not sell any firearms or any mission on their platform. Okay, it's T-H-R-Y-V, and they're asking anybody out there want to reach out and, and nudge them a little bit. But I can tell you right now, guys, they're not going to change. No, they're, they're going to. Okay, you're going to have to find a new scheduling platform or you're going to have to design your own because it's going to continue to get yeah. worse and worse and worse. Uh, where they're just this cancel culture and wokeism and all this other oh, crap. Virtue signaling. Just going yeah, to push it. Ver- yeah, it's <clears> just going to push us. So I was accused of virtual signaling for posting a picture of the 22-year-old poet. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Uh, All right. I, I, that, yeah, I, I'm virtue signaling. Whatever. Go F yourself. All right. That's, that's pretty much how I feel. I'm, uh, I, I, I've been getting spammed a lot lately, too. There's this whole thing going on where they, they basically want to take all of us and lock us up somewhere. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, right? You're, yeah. Feeling, you're feeling it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you feel well, it? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not a feeling. It's, you're taking them at their word. You have sitting congressmen and senators saying that there needs to be re-education camps for Trump supporters. I uh, hope we're in the same camp. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, it could be good. <laughs> Seriously, no? I pity. I pity whoever's running that. It would be like Colonel Clink. Right? <sighs> Boy, that was a dated reference. Oh my God! So you think we'll get the same camp? Would be nice. Ah, uh, people are killing me, Sandy. So. uh <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going for the scan. I haven't smoked a cigar since November 30th, Sandy. That's good, man. Sandy, I haven't smoked a cigar since November 30th. Yeah. Could you imagine? What, amazing what a little heart trouble, chest pain will do for you. Huh? <laughs> Straighten you right up. <laughs> Straighten you. Get your attention. My doctor's you. been telling me 30 years to quit smoking. He died, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's been telling me to quit. And, and guess what? Oh, listen, guys, you guys are killing me. Hundreds, hundreds a, a, a day of sign me up at Gun for Hire Radio emails. Good. Sandy, Good. I didn't copy you on them. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read a couple. Uh, people have funny. Ralph W. Uh, in Montville, shoe size nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, please be Anthony. I'm a long-term listener. Please add me to your pot-smoking billionaires and first-tier shutting down our lines of communication emergency contact list. John D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, we got some great. We got a great uh, audience. Yeah. Sign me up, bitches. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Oh, there's a good one. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I tried to highlight a couple of. Uh, Sign me up, bitches. That's uh, great. Sup, Aunt. <laughs> that's that's it <laughs> Anthony Sandy my info was below first normal one okay <laughs> okay this one's from Kevin P in Ringwood I'm 6 foot tall 220 pounds my favorite color is indigo and my idea of a perfect date involves smoked meat <laughs> smoked meat and canned cheese 
it's great. <laughs> Listen to your show every week, Chris B. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> please keep my information private, ladies and gentlemen. No one's getting this list. No, yeah. Okay, no, 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 no one's getting this list. No. So. Uh, let me see. There's, there's more. I'm just. <laughs> Some of them are crazy. I can't remember what information you asked for, so here's everything, bitches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here's everything. <laughs> My buddy Ron Harmo, Harmon, a.k.a. Ron Rhino, he's a great buddy. Where does he live? Chelsea Hurst? Ches- Chesilhurst, New Jersey? You know what it is? Will you stop with the... F- <laughs> There's a million people listening to you right now. I don't care. Oh, I'm sorry. Sign me up. God bless you. Good morning, gentlemen. Add me to your list. Come on. There's more. Pretty sure I sent the info uh, to you, but here it is again in case you can't remember. Okay. Thank you. I can't remember. Some bitches. Uh, Who's this one? I don't like. I don't drink or smoke cigars. Uh, Keep it for your guests and gifts. I'll participate occasionally if the mood strikes with the right people. Okay. Mm. Uh, Whatever. I'm listening to 503. Okay, dust off. I'm dusting off my ham radio. There's just a there's yeah. just a ton of them. A ton of them. I love it. Oh my god, I can't believe how many there are. So I sorry guys, listen. Oh, sorry guys, I listened to the show again. He wasted another hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your life. Christopher Kent, please add me to your list. Mark Y, another guy. He's from my cigar club. Some of the guys put down all the organizations they belong to, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, national great. and state organization. Sandy, I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm looking at ten at a time right now, and it's not it's never ending. That's the great. List. It's, good, it's great. good, good, good. Yeah, because we're gonna need it. We're gonna need it. We're gonna need it. You we're saw be that. Back, you, yeah. You're gonna need it. I mean, and it's not like we're prophets. <laughs> it's just you know, we just took them at their word. Yeah, and look what happened to us. Yeah. Uh, so, how come most gun owners aren't uh, violent insurrectionists, Sandy? That's an interesting question. How come? Uh, All right, this was written by David Yamani, Y A M A N E. In the wake of the invasion of the U.S. Capitol building last week by supporters of Trump, philosopher Furman de Brandeder, author of Do Guns Make Us Free, pointed a finger in the Atlantic at the gun rights movement, holding it responsible for promoting insurrectionist fever dreams. The many typical gaffes in the article notwithstanding, my major reservation with DeBrander's argument is similar to my reservation about many news stories and scholarly articles about gun culture. It paints too broad a brush. Mm. While many are focusing this week on the thousands of insurrectionists in D.C. and other state houses, I am wondering about what the millions of gun owners who we might call the missing insurrectionists, okay? Which he, he's referencing a book called The Missing Martyrs, okay? Why are there so few Muslim terrorists, okay? Yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, a billion Muslims. Okay. Yes, sociologist Charles Kurtzman takes the question of Islamic terrorism and turns it on its head asking, why are there so few Muslim terrorists? After all, there are one plus billion Muslims in the world and revolutionary Islamists who seek to convert them to terrorist violence. And yet, Kurtzman observes, as easy as terrorism is committed, few Muslims turn to violence. This could be, with slight editing, be rewritten to state, as easy as domestic terrorism is to commit, few gun owners turn to insurrectionist violence. Okay, and it's the truth. All right. Let's not forget there are 60 million gun owners in the United States who possess over 400 million guns. Right. To be sure, some are violent or potentially violent insurrectionists, and some of those may have been fed by aspects of the gun rights movement. 
But these some are proportionally very few. To rephrase Kurtzman's question, why are there so few violent insurrectionist gun owners? That seems to me a question that needs to be asked and answered. All right, so he, he's right. The vast majority of, <clears throat> of gun owners are good people. And they believe what they believe. You, you're always going to get the fringe wackadoos who are looking for, they're just constantly disgruntled. I don't usually see that um, on the right. I see that on the left constantly. No matter what you do for the left, they're always perpetually angry at something. I have a, a lot of Muslims that are friends and members of the range. Yeah, One hasn't come out as Muslims. a terrorist. Yeah. And I, we've talked about this before. I've been in the gun industry for 30 years. I've yet to meet a white supremacist. Right, me too. Yeah. Now, they're out there, I'm sure. I'm okay, sure, I'm sure. But from not whatever signs they number, sign or anything. But you know, they're you, sitting in their mother's basement somewhere. You think as vocal as I am and as high profile as I am, I'd be approached for a meeting or uh, fact find, you know what I mean? Like, hey, aunt, we're having a get together at the club this week. And then I go there and I'm like, oh shit, wrong place, right? Like, like I've never been, I've never felt that vibe. I've never seen no, that vibe I, with I the with either. the gun yeah. industry. And I've been in this game a long time when it was predominantly fat old white guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, have, yeah. Be before it became yeah. as diverse as it is today. Well, let's uh, let's correct that and say before. You had a hand in making it as diverse as it. I, I don't like to take total credit for it, but yes, I will well, take I, a lot of credit for it. I, I changed the, the whole dynamic. Yes, I know. you absolutely did. Yes, and uh, but I get attacked for being racist, sexist, misogynist, and every else other is out there. But that means I'm doing something right because I'm in people's radar, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, but yeah, I'm always worried that somebody's going to corner me in a parking lot and throw tofu and a head of broccoli or cabbage at me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some used Birkenstocks. Speaking of broccoli and cabbage, why does Bill Gates own all the farmland in this country? Well, we'll have to get to that when we come back. We're coming back? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. 
They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family. So the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. Beam me up. There is definitely no intelligent life down here. No intelligent life. Uh, by the way, the radio studio is getting filled up with gloves and uh, masks for you. Great. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, Powell dropped off a bunch of stuff. Al Alonzo dropped off a bunch of stuff, too. You, you know, can't get... You can't get people like this no, no. anywhere. So You know, thank you, guys. I mean, the outpouring has been great. Uh, if you were to see these people, uh, how how thankful they are for what we're doing for them. It's just great. Uh, I, can I thank everybody? Yeah. yeah, please, but you're not going to heaven, none of you, while no, Sandy thanks you. Of, Go yeah. ahead. No, all right, George, thank you. George Y., okay, he wants to remain anonymous. Will? I'll say um, his name later. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Will J., uh, Dr. Jerry, thank you. You know, Matt B.B., uh, Armin, Carl, uh, Rich, thanks again, Matt, uh, Matt M and Matt G, and uh, Mike, uh, all you guys, thank you so much, uh, especially for all that you're doing. And what we're talking about is the GoFundMe account for the VHS of Ocean County to help them provide care to the vets uh, who are in desperate, desperate need of care. Um, the VA uh, funding was cut to the bone, and uh, our illustrious governor, uh, Murphy, has redirected all the funds that were for the frail elderly to the illegal immigrant fund. So thanks to him, uh, these poor people, after 55 zero years of voluntary community service, have had all their funds cut to the bone. They don't even have gas for their for the for the visiting nurses to uh, go out and use the vehicles. They can't even get their vans to you know. They have a, adult daycare centers where you know people who have uh, dementia and and memory issues and whatever, where their families can get like a break for like a, an hour or two a day. Uh, it is just brutal. Uh, for these poor families who have to deal with that 24 hours a day. And they can't even get um, gas for the vehicles to go out and get these pe go out and pick these people up. And we are helping them greatly. We're trying to raise 50 grand. We are well on our way to do that. 
five bucks, 10 bucks, anything you can do. It doesn't have to be big donations. And for you guys who are giving big donations, thank you, thank you, thank you. There really, truly is a place special reserved for you. So that $14 million they send to Pakistan for gender studies yeah. probably would have done well, well would here, have done, right? Yeah, even just a, a slice of it, you know. And it's, it, look, it's a 501c3 corporation, so everything is tax deductible. Just remember, it was Republicans and Democrats that were behind all of that pork yes, going to overseas countries. Yes. Don't ever forget that. Never. Donald Trump hardened Salomon Melgin, scum, okay? Yep, right. They're all the same. They're all the same. So let me do some housekeeping. Marty's Marty. Try that chicken sandwich. It's unbelievable. He's also at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Do they have Regist- those chicken sandwiches at uh, Freakin' Vegans? Marty, let me know, and I'll promote it next week because they're meal kits. His meal kits, he's OCD. It all comes deconstructed <laughs> and with good. the directions. Well, he dropped the, two meal kits off to me, a kale salad and one of his uh, his burgers. Oh, my God. And everything was in separate packaging, and I put it together in, in the whole bit. So, nice. yeah, yeah, really, really good. The next one is New York Tack Defense, Peter Tillum. Use promotional code Gun for Hire, one word. U.S. Law Shield in the other 49 states, promo code Gun for Hire. Decoding Firearms, John Petrolino. It's available on Amazon and it's available here at the Gun for Hire Pro Shop. John has helped me behind the scenes with my book, just like you have, and uh, keep it in the family. Gun Lawyer Podcast, another one who's a big help. Evan Knappen, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Check out Gun Lawyer. Uh, the new page is up for it's quarantinecrawl.com, 282 businesses. Okay. Remember, sign me up at gunforhireradio.com. Mm. Just send an email. We're creating a database for us. Okay. And my book, Crime Proof, will be done soon. Matt is finishing the images. Sandy and I haven't started the audio book yet, Sandy, because I really need the images in place so when I'm reading each chapter, I could reference the images. Yes, great. Okay, so Matt's got about, uh, every week he knocks down about a quarter of an image, and he's got about 50. So the book should be out in probably 2073. 73, late 73. Late 2073 right now. Um, But he's doing his best. Wait till you see the images that he's creating. It's phenomenal. I mean, he did his cover. He's a phenomenal artist. Yeah, and he's he's doing the rest of the images. So I I jest, but uh, he's the man. Uh, so why is Bill Gates buying all of the farmland, Sandy? Why does he own 242,000 acres of farmland across 19 states? <laughs> why do you think? Because if you control the food, you control everything? Yeah, food and health care, you can pretty food much control. Food and health, like, does that like rules for radicals or Alinsky? Yeah, This is a software guy that owns more farms than anybody else in in the entire country. They're diabolical. And he also has more interest in vaccines around the world than anybody else, contributes more money to the World Health Organization than anybody else, uh, who is about the most corrupt organization, in my opinion, uh, in the in the world, in the, in, so in the field of healthcare. So $132 billion is not enough. No, no. Right. It's 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 not enough because they're going to bury him with that. Now, I know he made the pledge with Warren Buffett. They're giving away the majority of their money when they die. Mm. All right. Him and, and his wife and everybody. But that's when they die. Right. OK. So it's just a game right now. So just control all that farmland. Interesting. Very, and very Warren very Buffett's got to be rubbing his hands together now with the canceling of the Keystone Pipeline. So. 
Correct. Correct. All those union jobs and those Teamsters endorsed Biden. Of course All they of those did. Teamsters endorsed Biden. Of course they And his did. first day signed an executive order and he got thousands of people lost their jobs in one fell swoop on that Keystone Pipeline. And we're talking about real jobs. We're not yeah, talking about yeah, Walmart or Amazon yeah, jobs. Right. We're not talking about, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're Amazon, talking about I could support packer. my wife and three kids and yeah. send them to school and we right. could actually go out to eat once a week jobs. Yeah, exactly right. All right, that's what we're talking about here. And they're all gone now, and they can thank them because it's on both sides. So when you have a guy like Bill Gates owns a quarter of a million acres of farmland, and obviously on this farmland you're growing uh, uh, vegetables and livestock and everything. By having government and, and rich oligarchs control everything, you're going to end up like Cuba. So Francis Martel wrote this article about Cuba. The Cuban government is broadcasting on TV encouraging their citizens to eat rodents <laughs> there you go because they have no protein in their country socialism so good okay it? so the the health minister is saying that you could <laughs> that, that yeah the health minister rodent the meat Castro's cousin <laughs> rodent meat is more nutritious and sustainable than pork or beef so, so let me ask you does the health minister eat rats too or does he dine on steak imported from the United well, States? Well, the, mili the military and the elites <laughs> yeah. get their food from a different... Oh, a different source. Source. Protein source, yeah. So okay, so that's that's how that works with the three-tiered system. See, Cuba only has a two-tiered system, and that's what our country wants. That's so, what the ugly arts want. They want a two-tiered system. That's right. So basically, they're saying, all right, the average... They, and they gave protein content. Guinea pig is 19%, and it's superior to porcupine and bovine meat. Who even compares to porcupine? Because they were eating porcupine before guinea pig. It's, you'll love the guinea pig. It's so much better than the porcupine. <laughs> Except wait, that you may need toothpicks. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's, oh, no. there's more. They got together with local chefs to elevate the culinary <laughs> culture around oh, eating rodents. That's good. Okay, so the takeaway here is when visiting Cuba, do not get the uh, traditional Cuban sandwich anymore. <laughs> now made with pork, no longer with pig or porcupine, now made with, uh, you know, uh, uh, M Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> so, so, so they asked a group of Cuban chefs to design new meals around rodents as a core protein. That's One chef noted that they designed eleven dishes. Oh. Okay, maybe with two guinea pigs, you could make six rations of meatballs. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. so when you this is their top chefs, and they use the term ration. Ration, yeah. Ration. Think about that. Right. Exactly. Not two servings, two rations. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what a ration is. If anybody wants to know what a ration is, go mm -hmm. home, grab a box of sugared cereal, and look at it back, and it says 17 servings. Mm. Pour out 17 servings out of that box equally. That's what a ration would be. Right. Right? Because right. as an American, I only get two servings out of a box of Captain Crunch. Well, that's true. Yeah. Right? Not 17 <laughs> rations. So wait, they're not done. So they're also, the chefs to supplement meals are encouraging the consumption. You ready? Yeah. Turtle. Turtle. Cat. 
Oh. Wait, wait, wait. This one's a real opened one. Along with turtle and cat and other meats not typically <laughs> used for consumption. For good reason. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? Uh, a whole host of zoonotic uh, diseases. <laughs> zoonotic. <laughs> they can join the Chinese communists with bat soup. Yes. And here's here's one that Amazon, Bezos, and Bill Gates are going to be telling us, too. You ready for this? Yeah. You're going to love this. For you vegans and vegetarians <laughs> out there, Marty, I want you to take note. They did not forget about you. That's good. You ready? Yeah. Plantain or banana is one of the most consumed fruits in the world, okay? What you might not know is that the peel is just as nutritious <laughs> as the interior. That's great. Okay? it's oh, good. It contains iron, potassium, vitamins B, C, and K. And if that were not enough, it mm -hmm. also contains magnesium, fiber, antioxidants, and copper. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Sandy, you're going to love this. Some you're going to love this. Peels and cat. Yeah. I Dr. like that. Dr. Berardi, you ready? Yes. The report went on to claim that rubbing a banana peel on one's forehead could help calm a headache. Because I we guess don't you can't get Tylenol. We have no aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's certainly great. So, yeah. so Cubans have been protesting because they don't have basic food items like chicken, Eggs, flour, and milk. Mm, not bad. Why would you why would okay. you need things like wait, that? Wait, and the meats that they have been acquiring mm. from the government dispensaries are <laughs> rancid. No. Yeah, way. because because even the little bit they get, they screw up under socialism. So so you out there on the left that you like mean the all country of it? that has such a love affair with the nineteen fifty six Chevrolet. Oh no, wait. That's their only car. So the health minister is blaming the shortages. They're calling this a special period. A special period. Yes, yeah. where you eat the tongue of your boot in a <laughs> stew. Okay. He's calling this a special period. And guess what? What? It was the orange man's fault that they don't have of necessities. Of course it is. <laughs> Terrible Yankees. Meanwhile, Ra Raul Castro and his harem are mm. eating whole roast pig, <laughs> having dates flown in from Turkey, pistachios flown in from California. Mm. Right? He has yeah. Vestal Virgins shelling his pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> and you're eating banana peel <laughs> peel and, and armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> What's the nutcracker for? <laughs> This is where we're headed. Yes, it is. This is this is where we're headed. It so could be. Yes, just, it could just be. Get, just get used to it. Right. Okay, because here's <laughs> my favorite Kurt Vonnegut's uh, quotes. A sane person in an insane society must appear insane. In order to survive. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, absolutely. And I got another one for you. This is my quote. All politics is theater. I just wish we had a better cast. <laughs> You like that one? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy. By the way, Jess keeps sending me emails. She's so angry. Whoever sent the letter to your show blaming President Trump using a capital F is an effing retard. <laughs> Jess, I love you. You got to calm down. You're gonna have a heart attack. That's not good. Okay. 
Now, she says, I realize people are responsible for their own actions, but if people are looking for who incited this incident, they look need to look no further than their friends in the black robes. I'm sorry, I know this as long as just so, but Jess, you're all right. The Supreme Court yeah. kicked the can down the road yep. with guns. The Supreme Court kicked the can down the road with all of the election. Right. Uh, fraud or not fraud or in, in, in you know, uh, discrepancies or whatever. The Supreme Court under Roberts and even Trump's three appointees – Listen, they're all worried about their country club memberships. That's right. All right. Was, and everybody, for all those of you who said, oh, no, they're waiting for the right time. They're waiting for the right time. They've been waiting for the right time for Wait. 45 years. Wait, Joe got inaugurated on Wednesday. Guy comes in Thursday. I got to talk to you. I said, yeah, what's up? Uh, I've been hearing from people. There's still hope. Trump is going to get <laughs> Oh I'm like, God Almighty, on, give it a on. break, really. Come on, man, leave me alone. Oh. Leave me. Leave no, me you're alone. right. I've been here. I, you know, I was surprised at how many educated people that that I know were saying basically the same thing right up to inauguration yeah. day. The internet works both ways. Oh. You, you know, the internet works both ways. But nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here uh, because. Uh, um, New York is banning bar- body armor. Oh, well. Why? Um, probably so you have to bear your bare chest to the uh, uh, mob. I want. I want to be the Chewbacca guy that was in Capitol Hill. Yeah. I still. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he left the basement to go <laughs> to the protest, you know what his mother Mom. said to him. You know what his mother said to him. What? Bye, son. <laughs> Get it, Bison? Ah, bump, bump. Stolen from Gary Mistrangelo. Nice. Um, it's a crazy world, and people cheering all of this uh, First Amendment infractions. You're all going to pay for it. Believe me, you're all going to pay for it. You're oh. all going to see what's going to happen. The first tier is 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 firmly in place right now. They have the elites, they have the media, and they have the entire uh, uh, political class and the permanent class that's in Washington, D.C., which is part of the first tier. We are done. The middle class is going to continue to shrink, and we're going to end up having two tiers in this country, all right, just like Cuba. All right, so maybe you want to start raising ferrets or something Something or whatever whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, ferrets and stock up on banana peel. I guess. Right. Yeah. So, don't throw those banana peel away. Don't no. put them in the compost heap. They make no. delicious eating. Yeah. And don't forget, I need some five-star reviews. And if you search my name or you search Gun for Hire and other places come up, you should visit them and ask them why uh, their business comes up uh, when you search my name or my business. It's just the curiosity. You know, I would love for some people to do that, come to my uh, uh, side. Just just put a little uh, sunlight on um, on the uh, scum, so to speak. <laughs> uh, so everybody knows my book is going to have about 20 chapters. Only four or five chapters are going to be uh, firearm related because it's called Crime Proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. And uh, so uh, we've, been, uh, we've been doing, Sandy and I've been doing training tips for 505 weeks now. Yep. And that's attributable to Sandy because he did the show prep in the beginning when sandy approached me to do this newfangled thing called the podcast the idea was to reach a broader audience because he he witnessed me answering the same questions over and over again mm-hmm. how do i get a gun how do i do this how do i do that? Yeah. right right and uh, right. like the time we did the the show from the motorcycle dealership remember people yep. were asking me the same questions same right questions, over and over yep. so i still remember that taking my aricep baby so <clears throat> 
I'll just give you a little primer of some of the stuff that's in my book because I took that 10 years worth of tips when I started to write the book in 2013. That was part of the outline, and I've just been backfilling it since. And obviously technology and communications and internet and everything else has changed and like especially cameras like doorbell cams oh, and everything. Oh my goodness, wow. You know, I mean it's just years, it's you right? know, you know, did you see um the new Nest camera is a uh, is a little drone? Did you see that one? No. Yeah, it only has like a 30-second charge to it. It's not out yet. It's this little rectangle that sits in your house, and you have your alarm and cameras on. If movement or something is detected, this thing gets up, flies over, videotapes it, and then goes back to its base and recharges. Wow. So, like, if the dog comes in through the dog door, this camera will go over, go to the kitchen, see the dog, just the dog that came in, and then it docks itself back down. It's got to drive that dog out of his mind. Now, that's pretty cool. Man, yeah. I'd like to have one of those that mount like a minigun to it. Yeah. A minigun and a 600 lumen light. And it pops up automatically on your phone with controls. <laughs> Listen, is it far-fetched? No. It's not, it's far-fetched. not far-fetched. No. It's, it's, going, it's going to happen. Sure. It's, it's not far-fetched at all. So, so uh, I'm telling you, uh, these things... So let's talk about one of my chapters is called Defining the Defensive Mindset. And when Tracy read my book, the first thing she said was, I don't think like this. Mm -hmm. And when I had other people read my book, peer review, they said, I don't think like this. This is another reason why you always want to transfer uh, my shows. You want to forward my shows and send them to everybody and why you're going to have to buy tons of copies of this book to give to friends and family and and have them read it and, and follow up on them, especially if you have kids going to college or school or anything, you know. But... You know, who has a defensive mindset? A defensive mindset is someone who's wired to always be in condition yellow, right? Right. So condition yellow, unless you're locked in the house with the alarm on and the confines of your own home or domicile with all the family safe and sound, that's the only time you really can slip into condition white. Otherwise, you should always be in condition yellow, right? Right. And that's what makes people have the, defi- the, the defensive mindset. I just talked about this, and I added this to what to, uh, when I go out to dinner, I always follow the hostess. If I'm with a, we went out with two other couples, I followed the hostess when she said our table was ready, so that I could pick the tactical seat. Now, if it's just Tracy and I going out, it's a given. She knows I'm getting the tactical seat. Right. My back against the wall where I can watch everything and watch her. But now I'm going out with two other couples. One couple I knew, one I didn't know. I'm like, damned if they're going to beat me. I'm not sitting with my back to the bar or the restaurant, right? So but my ploy is I volunteer to check in with the hostess to see if our table's ready. Hey, guys, let me go see if our table's ready, all right? And when she says it is, I say I announce it, and I follow the host this closely so I get to choose the best tactical seat. That's someone who has a defensive mindset 24-7. You know, I it, I think back to the times that we used to go out on road trips as a group and the entire one side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll trip each other. Yeah, yeah. I will trip you to get to the... Now, the only thing is that when you hang out with the same people that tend to always be in yellow, it's okay. Like, I could sit with my back to a restaurant knowing that you you got my back. Yeah, right. You, you understand? Right. And I would say that sometimes. Sandy, you got my back? You right, know, like you, right. you're aware. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, and, and what happens is we, we talk about this when someone's not in a defensive mindset. This is an old story, but when I was living in Whippany with my ex-wife at 3 o'clock in the morning, Winston started barking. And the first thing my ex-wife, she gets woken out of her sleep, she goes, shut up, to the dog. I turned to her, I said, no, 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 you shut up. He's doing his job. Yeah, right. And I get up. And I 
go to where he's going, and I go into one of the stepson's bedrooms, and I look out the front window, and there's a car parked in front of our house with the, uh, with the engine running, interior light on, and the guy's texting. And the minute he does, never looks at our house. I watch him the whole time. The minute he's done texting, he turns the interior light off, and he puts it in drive, and he pulls away. And the dog comes down. And then the next day, I said to my wife, I said, listen, when a dog barks when he's not supposed to be barking, you're not supposed to tell him shut up. Right. If, if six people come over to the house mm. for a party and the dog doesn't shut up around the new people, you can tell him to shut up. But if it's 3 o'clock in the morning and the dog's antennas go up because he can hear better and smell better than us, he's warning you. And that's where what, what you have to have a defensive mindset, all right? right. And it right. requires a lot of work. We get fatigued. Most of us with defensive mind work, mindsets do not like going to malls. We don't like we to don't go like to an outdoor anywhere. park. Yeah, yeah right. We don't like to go anywhere, yeah. all right? But, you know, we have that papa bear or mama bear mentality all the time, right. all right? And we're always, always watching it, all right? And you can tell right away. Just go to New York. You want to see the difference between yellow and white? Mm. Watch that person in condition white walk across a... a, a, a an intersection and like just assume the cars are going to stop with their earpods you know, ag- on yeah against the three thousand four thousand pound you know automobile yeah right and people get hit like how many times have you guys and girls that are listening been driving down the street and somebody opens their car door on the driver's side on the street side are they standing next to their car yeah i never do that yeah, right. because somebody could be texting distracted impaired drunk high or whatever when i walk out to get into my car i stay between the cars and i look left and right and i wait for the wolf pack of cars to go by but i never wing it i never want to be standing between my car door and the street when cars and buses are going by that's defensive mindset right okay somebody learned me a long time ago about normalcy bias right when you're walking down the street, you're watching, aware of everything that's going on. But if you go home, Sandy walked into his garage once. Boy, that's weird, right? What happened, Sandy? With the sledgehammer and everything? It was actually my wife. Well, yeah. Your wife, I'm sorry. Yeah. She, what happened? She, she drove into the house. This is when uh, we had the uh, home invasion. She literally walked in on home invasion. She drove into the garage, which is kind of you know, a separate viewpoint from the house. Garage door opens up, and in the middle of the garage is a sledgehammer. And tools. And who gets the blame, of course? Me for leaving my <laughs> tools out, right? Which you would never do. Which I never do, no. And then she walked in through the garage door into the main house and all of a sudden uh, saw the one of the pistol safes on the um, landing of the stairs. Stair, our staircase comes into two different areas of the house. And on the landing, she could see these safe. And... For even for that five or ten seconds, didn't process that anything was wrong until she felt a cold wind blowing in from the demolished front door, uh, and then she then she finally reacted and ran out of the house uh, down our driveway. We've got a very long driveway out to the main road, uh, but those seconds, what it, what what is it? What's that? The that oh shit moment, you know. Oodle loop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Listen, I was young, Sandy, like your wife. I was 14, 15 years old, and I actually had keys to the deli I worked in. And it was a Sunday morning. I had to open up. We opened up at 6 in the morning. I got there at 5.30 to do setup, coffee pots and everything. And uh, I opened the front door, and I saw footprints 
on the rug, and it, we vacuumed the night before. Mm. We closed at 9 o'clock at night, and I'm like, that's weird. It's footprints. Like, almost like, I, I, at the time I didn't put it together, it was dust, but I, I realized it was sawdust. I come around the side, I'm like, oh, shit, the register door was left open, and nobody filled the cigarettes. I go in the back room in the kitchen. There's all food stuff on the kitchen, and I'm thinking, who the hell was here? Then behind the kitchen, we had a, a, a solid core door. I opened it up. And maybe eight feet away, there's a walk-in box on the left, and there was an exterior solid core door. And I look at it, and somebody from the exterior was a solid core wood door. They drilled about 60 holes and made a square connecting the dots and pushed the square through and climbed in through that door. And then they were in. So th- I, I had like five triggers yeah, of normalcy yeah, bias. Right, right. But again, I was 14 or 15 years old. And then it, it hit me that we had been robbed. The hair went up on my head and I ran out. Now, this is like 1977. We had a pay phone across the street at Jackie's Lemon Ice. I don't even remember. I think it was zero back then. I don't even know if there was 911 back then. Well, lo and behold, these guys broke in. They spent the whole night, the boss, under his desk, had a safe. They spent the whole night trying to break the hinges off the safe, not realizing that the hinges won't do anything because bars uh, spread out yeah, inside yeah, the door. Yeah. You know, the criminals are not always the smartest. Some are smart, but some of them are a little stupid, right? But I walked right into that, and I learned a strong lesson after that. That's why when I pull in... My driveway at night, like my garage, my doors are locked. I don't get out of my car until my garage door closes. Yeah, right. right. When I get in my garage in the morning, I believe it or not, I, I get in a car, I lock the doors, then I press the garage door opener, then I start my car. Because someone could be waiting. Someone could follow you into your garage at night. They could be hiding in the bushes. And you're very vulnerable right there. Your garage door is still open. They can slip in, right? Right. And as soon as you open the door, they could be standing there and put a gun or a knife to your head. I'm high profile, too. So this stuff is, I'm always aware of this stuff. Yeah, sure. So I'm always surveying the area. Now, if I don't park in a garage, I park in a driveway. When I pull up, I sit in a car for a minute with the car off, and I just look around. I do the same thing before I go into a convenience store. Yeah, right. To make sure they're not being robbed at that moment. Yeah, All right. Exactly. I never let my phone go be, be below 90% charge, let alone 50 or 20%. I never let my gas tank go below a quarter of a tank, usually never below a half a tank. Mm. This is defensive mindset. This is condition yellow, right? right? Am I right or wrong? You're absolutely right. And people that need my book are usually condition white, a.k.a. head and ass disease. People tell you you're, you're, you're crazy. I've survived encounters. I had a shotgun put to my face. I've been stabbed in my left armpit, okay? Mm. I've been through stuff. And, you know, it's the same thing we talk about, like, when you're walking, like, as a tourist. You can't, shouldn't look like a tourist. You should look like you belong there. Dress similar to the surroundings. Don't walk around with a tour guide or a map in your hand with your head in your ass. You're going you're gonna to get robbed. There's a good chance you're going to get robbed anyway, but at least if you look like you fit in, there's less chance that that's going to happen. And all of this is defensive mindset. The problem we have as the sheepdogs or the alpha male or alpha female in the brood is how do we convey it to our loved ones? Very difficult. It's hard. Now, especially a lot of times, and again, I could be accused of sexism, but let's say there's two males in a couple. One is the alpha, one's not. So the other one is always going to lay their guard down. But then there's times that other one's alone. 
And it's no different than a traditional nuclear family. So you have a husband and wife, right? right. The wife relaxes with the two kids when the husband's present. Yeah. But when the husband's off to work or doing something, golfing with his friends, that wife needs to step into that position now. And it's hard for people to do sometimes. We get conditioned that way. We get women that for years the guys took the whole role and a woman might have grown up with like that. My dad took care of all of that stuff. You know, my mom was a stay-home mom and, you know, my dad was the one that did everything. So now that woman goes through her formative years and feels that way. But your dad's not always with you 24-7. And then when you have your own kids and the the opposite sex or the, the husband or your significant other is not there, you have to assume that role. Okay, so that's that's one whole chapter where I talk about this and it's a wake up chapter, you know, and and there's there's stuff in here I put in where you test your kids and your loved ones to see if they really get it or they're just going, okay, 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 you know, which is what happens a lot of times, you know. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You know, Tracy's constantly telling me now all the time I ruined her. You, you ruined me. The other day, the UPS guy delivered. Happy. And he, she says to me the other day, the UPS guy delivered. It was a big package. I let him put it in the garage. And he said, oh, those are really nice bikes you have. She goes, now I'm thinking he's going to come back and steal the bikes. <laughs> She's like, good. never did that before. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I, I know, I'm good. I'm, I'm like, that's beautiful. You yeah, know? Right. But <laughs> it's, the, it's the way, you know, she, I changed the way she thinks. I feel good about that now. Yeah, exactly. You know, I feel good about that. She read my book. She read it when it was 25,000 words, and now she read it when it was almost 60,000 words. I had to read it again. Uh, I Under the auspices, I told her, Tracy, I need you to read the book for grammar and punctuation. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Meanwhile, meanwhile, she called me up one night when I was at the NRA board meeting. She's like, I heard a noise, and because of your book, I'm scared shit. <laughs> I'm like, are the doors locked? Yeah. Perimeter alarm is on? Yeah. Panic button over there? Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're good. Right. Exactly. You're good. Nobody, anybody gets in, nobody, it doesn't matter. You're good. And she's another one. You know, now she learned from me. She keeps her car keys in her purse. Her purse is in the bedroom. Her cell phone is on the nightstand. But again, we have two car garage. She's in the garage. Somebody's breaking into the house. Press that panic button on your car alarm. Right. That's going to scare the shit out of whoever's in your house or trying to get in the house. If you park cars parked outside or in the driveway, it's going to be easier for the police to find your house when there's a car sitting in the street with the lights flashing and the horn blaring at three o'clock in the morning. Right. It's just little stuff like this that I discuss in my book, all 17 or 18 chapters. The problem is you're going to have to narrate it to people. Yeah. You're going to have to be able to do like, you know, let's review. Right. Right. Because most people don't, you know, most people don't don't get it. They walk around with head and ass disease, conditioned white. And this is not the world today. You know, we have a revolving door criminal justice system. They're letting everybody out. They're letting all the illegals out. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse, you know. And it's going to be more and more dangerous. And especially for our kids and females and loved ones in our family, you know, before they go off to college or whatever, we, we you know, it's it, we just want to teach them the right way and have them survive, you know, uh, with, you know, people getting abducted and getting into Ubers or, you know, a girl getting drunk and getting an Uber. That one girl in the Carolinas they found was that she was uh, sexually harassed. The guy got her because he had the child locks locked on the back door. Mm. You know, and it was an older Toyota and that had the manual lock. Yeah. And in my book, it says when you open the back door of a ride share, if you see that switch is locked over to the lock position, you back out and you do not even get in that car. Yeah, right. Because you were being set up and you report him and you call the authorities and they might not make anything of it. But you just you just dodged a bullet.
Right. Now, some cars, they can lock, the newer cars, they can lock the doors, kitty lock, from the front door. Right. That's why you, it's nice to have a defensive pen with a glass break detector. That's why it's nice to maybe carry a knife or a cubiton or, or chemical spray like lipstick bodyguard or a base. Right. Because if you, you know, if you have nothing in your hand. And that's another big reason why a young girl or guy solo out drinking should never, ever, ever take a ride share solo. Right. Because there's power in numbers. Yes, there is. It's little things like that that I cover that we all need to teach our friends, family, and loved ones. And with that, keep the gloves and masks coming. Google my name and see what you see and make some waves. And while you're on there, give me some five-star reviews, bitches. I love you all. And buy your body armor now because they're probably going to ban it federally. <laughs> buy your body armor now. And put it in the basement and report it stolen. Yes, uh, it is GoFundMe.com and then just search for VHS of Ocean County. Five bucks, ten bucks, anything you got. And if you do have any extra PPE, either drop them off by Anthony because he loves that. or you Bastard. Can... <laughs> no, I don't care. I love to meet our supporters and, and people with open hearts. Uh, you know, Al Alonzo came in, Pavel came in, Rich Naiman. Keep it coming. I don't care. Great. Excellent. Or just let us know uh, if you're from out of state and want to know where to send it. Just email anthony at gunforhire.com. Okay, well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a kind of media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, who I know has to pee at this point. Oh my God, you can't even imagine. And the rest of the crew here at Gun For Hire Radio, (laughs) we do. Thank you so much for listening. Each one, reach one. Stay safe, everybody. Keep in conditioned yellow mindset. We love you guys. Till then, see you next week.